Welcome to Season 3 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I are bringing more special guests to you during the year of 2023 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. As part of our Memorial Day observances this weekend, I thought it would be appropriate to go down memory lane and share portions of a visit I had with my mother over a year ago while Carol and I were visiting Southern Idaho. I sat down with mom, Pat Roberts, to learn more about the girl, Patricia Jane Taylor, and the ways that her creator shaped her early life, enabling her to become the loving, creative mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother that she is today. In addition to those roles, Paul and I know Pat as an accomplished piano player, accordion player, singer, songwriter, cook, seamstress, and painter. My conversation began with a question we ask in many of our interviews. What early life experiences shaped you into the creative person you are today? Mom, looking back at your childhood, elementary school, middle school age, are there things that you can point to that shaped your creativity, shaped the creative person you are? You're talking about grade school and middle school? Sure. Or earlier, if you think of anything even before then. You know, I have such a poor memory of of grade school, of what I did in grade school, that I can't really think of anything except that when I was in the fifth grade, I just recall that uh, I joined, I was a campfire girl. And so in campfire, you did... You made little things, uh-huh. you know, and I don't. I don't even remember anything specific, but I think I remember. I remember uh, doing that and enjoying it. Hmm. I guess most of my creativity might have come later, like high school years uh-huh. or when I was a freshman. Uh-huh. Well, that's when I put, took my first uh, home ec class. Before uh-huh. then, uh, my, I had done a little bit of sewing. Uh, my mom had a treadle sewing machine, okay. so that's what oh, I learned. I remember that. So I learned to sew on the treadle machine, and uh, and I remember I remember doing it at home, and I don't even remember what I sewed. I mean, I really don't remember making anything, but I remember having to ask her more than once how to thread that bobbin. Hmm. I could not figure out, because on a sewing machine, one thread comes down from above, one thread comes up from below, okay. and you have to get them together. And I couldn't remember how I was getting that lower one to come up. So I remember asking her several times how to do that. So I know I did some sewing even even before I took sewing and cooking in uh, in school. But I I dis- and when I went to school, that was a hundred years ago, you know. And <laughs> so. Uh, when I got there in my home ec class, there were like maybe eight sewing machines and you had to take turns. And I remember the teacher saying, well, 
we have these eight sewing machines. Two of them are treadle machines, huh. so two of you are going to have to use a treadle. Huh. And I just raised my hand and said, I'll do it because that's what I've got at home. Wow. I don't care. And it didn't, didn't bother me that uh -huh. I wasn't going to be able to use the electric sewing machine. But I remember that first year in home ec, I really liked it. So, and I, and I discovered that I liked sewing hmm. and I, I made myself some clothes. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, that's the only thing I sewed. I think, I don't know what, the, I think they started you out on an apron or something, but we did a semester of sewing, a semester of cooking. Okay. I don't really remember a whole lot about the cooking. I think I enjoyed it, but I really didn't learn to cook before I got married. I didn't mm. really hardly know how to cook. I the only the only thing I could make when I got first got married was a banana cream pie. So most of the time, when Grandma was cooking, was she a recipe person? Did she need recipes? Or she was yeah, she almost exclusively used recipes. Okay, I don't remember her inventing things or adding stuff to it. Uh -huh. In fact, she didn't. She didn't use much seasoning. I mm. didn't learn to like hot food uh. until I got married because the Robertses put Tabasco on stuff and things like that. Everything that she made, I guess, was rather bland. Hmm. So then did you use recipes most of the time or, or, or experiment with recipes? I used recipes most of the time, yeah. yeah. Huh. So I wasn't real creative with cooking, I don't think. But I, I, I think your children think of you as creative with with cooking and maybe that's because it feels like somehow with the little that we I had I think I got more creative us. as the as the years went by mm -hmm. I really mm -hmm. do out of out like of necessity when I first learned to make tacos I mean I learned from somebody but then I kind of did my own thing with those and yeah. and cookies I finally you know I was making peanut butter cookies and in the last few years uh salted peanut butter became mm. popular and now I make salted peanut butter cookies because yeah. I and I just added that to it myself mm -hmm. go go back to elementary school for okay. for uh, just a minute that age were there musical opportunities at school uh, not until I moved away from Wardner and went to Sunnyside school oh so tell so yeah, tell me was, about where what ages. Ward, I was in Wardner from the first through the fourth grade. Okay. And it had it only had three school rooms. We had first and second in one room, second, uh, third and fourth in one room, fifth and sixth in the other room. So we had a teacher that was teaching both classes. Okay. At the same, you're in the. I'm on the third grade. I was hearing fourth grade stuff. Yeah. You know. And I don't remember my own. I I don't remember. I remember, Musical I remember stuff. teachers that I liked. You know, I can remember the ones that I really liked. Mm. I remember their names and, and how I liked them. And my first grade teacher was, was really exciting to me because she was Miss Taylor. Oh. And my maiden name was Taylor. <laughs> so I just felt... A, a, felt a, at a home. Close, kind of a closeness to her. And I thought she was a really old lady. Yeah. I have no idea how old she was, but after I was grown and married, she was still around. She wasn't still teaching, but she was still around. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't have been ancient when I had her, yeah. but I thought she was. Yeah. And then we moved to Sunnyside and they had, they, we did, I remember she would pass out a triangle, sticks, mm -hmm. uh, percussion stuff, okay. things that you could make a noise with. 
And I, everybody always wanted the triangle because it was, it made a pretty noise. Yeah. If you got sticks, you just banged them together, you know? And, <laughs> and I remember, I remember that in like the fifth grade or so started music stuff. Yeah. And when did you start playing piano at all? I started piano lessons when I was about six years old. And did you go in, in your home or, or? I went to a lady's house. Huh. And, and she lived fairly close to me. And then when we moved to, to Sunnyside, I don't know whether that lady was not teaching anymore, but I got a different teacher then. Because so, I, I, took, I, I, should, I should have been a much better piano player than I was because I took lessons for so long. Hmm. I took them like from six through 11 or something hmm. like that, age. Uh-huh. And... and- and grandma played a little bit of piano. Grandma played a little bit. Yeah. I I eventually found out that I had a real ear for music. Uh-huh. And how and, did you find and, that and out? For improvising, which she never did. Hmm. How did I find it out? Yeah. Uh when when uh the Robertses moved to Kellogg to be pastors there. I I was the piano player at church. We were just starting to sing choruses at the mm. time for which there were no no, there was no music. Right. And so I couldn't, I couldn't play anything without music. And I, and I heard that they were bringing two musicians with them. And I, I thought, Oh God, let one of them be a piano player because <laughs> they're going to want to sing choruses. And instead one played the guitar and one played the accordion hmm. and they were really good. Hmm. And when they got there, I went, well, you guys just go ahead and play. I, I can't, I can't play the, and they went, Oh yeah, you can just, we'll just, we'll just, We'll tell you what key we're in, and then you just join us. And I went, no, I can't do that. They went, yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> well, it turned out that I could, and wow. I was so shocked that. And of course, the first, the first choruses, uh, early choruses, had the basic three chords. Yeah, there are three basic chords to any key sig- signature, mm-hmm. and all of them, almost very few of them, had. diverted from that Hmm. and so i learned i learned if something was in the key of c this key of f or the key of g i could i could play it pretty well i began to be able to play it pretty well and then uh i just progressed from there and i got to where i could play by ear if you want to put it that way Uh in almost any any key except five flats (laughs) so what what are your memories of church as a young kid? I remember distinctly sitting next to my grandma Bushnell, between my grandma Bushnell and my mom. Hmm. At the, in those days, my dad did not go to church. Okay. But we went to church every Sunday. And, Sunday school too? Oh, yes. Sunday school. In fact, I remember one time that we had little low wooden tables in the, in the Sunday school room. And I remember... Going into Sunday, I had to be really little, and I fell and hit my mouth on oh. on one of those tables. And Mom had to take me home. I remember, <laughs> I remember doing that. So I started singing little Sunday school songs when I was little because they were there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I, but I do remember sitting beside between Mom and Grandma, and I loved my Grandma, and I remember her Grandma making you can fold a, a handkerchief and make it look like a cradle with two babies yes. in it. Yes. Well, she's the one that taught me how to do oh, that. Oh, see, and I think of that as you. Yeah, that is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and and what was the music 
at church we like ju- when we just we just sang hymns. Okay. It was from the hymnal. One person on a piano. One person on the piano. That was okay. it. Okay. Until until Martha never came. Well, no, by that time, by the time Martha never came, we had some people that could play the guitar. Okay. So they would they begin we begin to get a little bit more, but that was when I was see I was eighteen when by the time they moved mm, there, okay. so it was just then, and it was when the and I think it was basically when the choruses started to come in, because yeah. old hymns wouldn't be conducive to guitar very much. Right, they're not. Yeah, I, I've had that experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we sang all all hymns, huh. and was that pre-planned? I mean, my experience is I can remember some of those services where, does someone have a hymn they want to sing? Uh, we did that, and, and, and sometimes you never knew when you got to church. I remember one time, uh, or sometimes you didn't know you were going to be the song leader. Oh. I mean, you know, it's like... How uh, young were you when you started... Playing? Playing or leading? Teenage, <laughs> just teenage, uh, yeah, and... I don't remember exactly what yeah. what age teenage, but maybe it, you know it could have even been because I became a Christian when I was sixteen. Okay, maybe that's when I started pretty much started playing at church. Maybe because I okay. think Mom was the only one that could play, uh-huh. and she wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> she was adequate, but she wasn't right. good. You right, know? and I wasn't great. I mean, I just played the notes on the page. Mm-hmm. Now, even now, when I play a hymn. You don't get just the notes on the page. Yeah. I my hands just automatically do some other stuff. Yeah, add something to it. The only other songs we sang were those little Sunday school songs, which were just a cappella, of course. Yeah. yeah. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project, but don't know what to do next? You need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Grow Me A Story is all about. Paul and Carol Woolham Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. So, what was the what was the shape of the service? Much like what what we would know today. You uh, know, when I started to tell you before uh, when you ask about song leading. I remember one Sunday, my mother was pastor at the time. A lady came in who was there every Sunday. Every she was one, of, and she came in, and we called her Sister King. Her last name was King. She okay. was Sister King, and she came in, and Mom said, "Would you lead songs this morning?" And she says, "Oh my, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't. I don't have a long sleeve dress on." Oh. And she refused to lead because she had short sleeves, hmm. which. You know, yeah. in, in later years oh, we went, oh my gosh, can is, you imagine yeah. <laughs> that? And, yeah. But then what was the wow. other question you asked me? Um, oh, the, uh, the, the, yeah, what was, was the shape? There was basically, you came in, you sang three or four songs, but it was, uh, usually the the person leading would, would have a song or two they wanted, but then they would say, 
anybody have a request mm -hmm. and always always somebody had a request yeah. so you never knew yeah. and there was no, no such thing as rehearsal I mean, yeah yeah you know nobody ever you know on the piano player didn't know what you, you didn't get handed a, mm -hmm. a list of what you were going to be playing that morning yeah. it was just everything the songbook was right there and everybody people picked up a song because they came in and they had them in their hands mm -hmm. and there was no overhead, of right, course. Right, right. So, so you had, uh, you did that. They took an offering, and of course there was, and then there was be prayer requests. Anybody mm. have a prayer request? Sometimes there was testimony. Mm. Anybody have a testimony? And then there was a sermon, and that was basically. And and how long were the sermons back then? You know, <laughs> I would just guess that they weren't more, very much more than an hour. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. To me, I don't remember it being long, long, long. Mm -hmm. The whole service? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't take you very long to sing three songs, mm -hmm. if that's what it was, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I think maybe, I would say an hour to an hour and 20 minutes at the most. And how many people were in a typical service um, when you were a when kid? When I was little, there was a pretty good crowd. It wasn't huge. Our building wasn't big. Right. But I think we had... For the times, I think there was probably 50, 60 people. Uh -huh. I don't know. I mean, yeah. exactly. And you said you were 16 when you became a Christian. Yes. Uh, was it a revival meeting? Was yes. it just... Okay. Yes. Tell there was him. a pastor. A, a preacher came up from Spokane. Jack Opie was his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my, my brother, Ted, and I, Ted's one year older than me, and we were, at that time, we were having, mom was pastoring, and we were having uh, what they called young people's meetings. However, oh. most of the young people were older. Uh, some of them were even married. They huh. were like early 20s. Uh -huh. And they were, there really wasn't hardly anybody that was our age. Okay. But we were going to these young people's meetings on Wednesday night, and we didn't want to be there. <laughs> and we finally got our heads together and went to mom and said, we don't mind going to church on Sunday. We just felt really out of place on Wednesday night, yeah. and and uh, we said we don't want to we don't want to go to young people's meeting anymore. And she said, "Well, I think you're old enough to make up your own mind. If you don't want to go, you don't have to go. However, there's one meeting that I want you to go to. We're having a special speaker come, <laughs> and I want I want you to go to that one." So we said, "Okay." And the night came for Jack Opie to come, and my rotten brother played uh, on the high school baseball team. <laughs> and he had a game that oh. night, and he didn't go. And I was so mad at him, and I realized later, you know, it really wasn't his fault. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't say to the coach, well, i got to go to church. Yeah. Tonight. And so he didn't go, but I did. And I, I remember sitting in the back row hmm. all by myself in this meeting there was quite a few people there and i have no idea at all what the man preached about hmm. and to be really honest i don't think it would have mattered because hmm. i think the holy spirit was moving on my mind and my heart and i always thought if i became a christian that it would just ruin my life hmm. that god made make demands of me that i didn't want to meet hmm. and i don't know why i thought that because i was a good girl hmm. i didn't misbehave mm -hmm. so i didn't know what i thought he was going to take away from me <laughs> but uh anyway uh as the service ended i was sitting back there crying mm. 
And I don't remember who it was, but some lady, somebody I knew, I'm sure, came up to me and said, don't you want to go up to the altar? Hmm. And I just went. Hmm. I did, And I gave my heart to the wow. Lord. And I was never sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... That's and he fun. never ruined my life. He didn't ruin no. your life. No. <laughs> I do remember now you will laugh at this because the one thing, you know, there was a lot of legalism, except mm. that I don't really my mom I don't really remember my mom saying, Now don't do this, don't do this. Uh-huh. Even in her preaching. I don't but I just, you you got vibes. Yeah. So I thought so I went to my best friend and I said, I'm not going to movies anymore. Hmm. Because movies were off limits, yeah. you know. Well, I don't know why I thought that. I really, really don't think my... I don't think my mom would have said, you can't go to movies. But I told Sandy, I'm not going to movies hmm. anymore. But there were things that you did not do. And that was one of them, that I thought it was one of them. Mm-hmm. And another was playing cards. Hmm. And, oh my God. And mother... And, you know, I think that came from the early days, early 1900s. Men that played cards were gamblers, yeah. you know, yeah. and so you didn't play cards. And the first time I ever played cards was with your dad and and Bob and, mm. and his brother Bob. And we were not married yet, but Bob and Leo were married and they were living huh. in Kellogg. We went to their house and we played Pinochle and I felt so awful. <laughs> I walked out of that house and I went, I will never play Pinochle again. Mm. I just can't do it. And... Guess what? I found out it was just a game. <laughs> just a game. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> you were you, you were a rebel. Uh, yeah. You 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 went to. I can't imagine me <laughs> going to my mother or my father and saying I'm not going to the church service. <laughs> weren't that demanding but we just you know i don't know i don't know maybe ted both did most of the talking i don't even remember thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives you know one of the things that i really enjoyed about this whole interview where there were so many times and we heard one of them today so many times when I was hearing a story about mom I'd never heard before. Uh, We'll hear some more of that uh, even next week. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we would like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me A Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us next Friday for more of my conversation with my mom, Pat Roberts, when we'll continue hearing about her journey as a wife, mother, and musician. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.